Hello, Hokie softball fans, and welcome into another edition of the Hokies Softball Podcast. We are so glad that you could join us today. My name is Evan Hughes, proud host of the Hokie Softball Podcast. We're pleased to be joined by Coach Pete Demore, who is inside of the indoor practice facility right now as we record. Coach, how are you doing? Doing great. You, you broke me away from uh, watching the Masters, so uh, let's get on with it. Just kidding. Just kidding. You know, there has been some beautiful weather outside, and I have to ask, have you been taking advantage of that? Have you guys been practicing outside? Have you been golfing as of late? Because it's been beautiful in Blacksburg here in the fall. It's been awesome. Yeah, I've, I've been golfing quite a bit. Um, I haven't gone in a couple days, but uh, we've been outside as much as we can we can be. We're in our four-hour weeks right now, so uh, we got a couple of days of rain, I guess, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So, um, But yeah, we were outside today, and it's been it's been great weather. It's been absolutely beautiful in Blacksburg, and as we record here in November, again, it's still shorts and um, short sleeve season. So, uh, again, it's great to have Coach Samore with us, another edition of the Hokie Softball Podcast. It's, Coach, it's, it's been just over a month since the last time we recorded. So, um, how are you? How's the team? And, and how's the fall season been treating you all? Yeah, I, I'm doing fine. And uh, it's just been a, it's been a challenging fall. Um, with just everything that's going on. We didn't, and I, I've said this before, we haven't really, you're not preparing for anything because we didn't play any outside competition. So um, we went through a, a kind of a rough patch about a month and a half ago, uh, just a little bit of uh, apathy and uh, entitlement creeping into our program. And I squashed that really quick. I turned into Uncle Pete for the team, you know? So uh, I'm not a big yeller or any of that kind of stuff. We just hit the pause button for a little bit. and. Um, and I get it. It's been a challenging fall. You know, you got to walk around with a bunch of masks on and, and distance and not go out. And, uh, you know, I, I understand where the, where the players are coming from, but we just had to rein it in a little bit. And since then, the fall has been unbelievably um, productive for us. So uh, I couldn't be more proud of the girls um, getting better and uh, you know, just keep going along. Coach, for our viewers and listeners who don't know, how many hours a week can you work with the team uh, during the fall? Uh, well, we have different segments. So we start off in, uh, we call them the eight hour weeks and that's uh, four hours of weights and that's four hours of softball. Then you go into the 20 hours and that's um, usually five hours of weights and 15 hours of softball. And now we're back into the four hour, uh, eight hour weeks again. So um, I, I always get a laugh of, of travel coaches or parents that say, um, you know, they're yours now. You get unlimited time with them, and it's it's not the case. I mean, eight hours goes really really quick. So uh, we have kind of thrown onto our girls um, a lot of uh, working on your own kind of things, and um, they're killing it. As far as I know, I, I can't really check on it. They can't check in, but here we give them kind of uh, suggestions of what to do, and, and I think they're doing it based on how they're performing. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, we're in the four hour weeks and, and we got about a week left. Coach, I know typically during the fall, uh, you guys have some games typically in a normal fall. Of course, that's different this year. So, how were the inner squads? Was it what you wanted to see? How was the competition amongst the teams? Yeah, it's been uh, we we played we played like three Fridays in a row, and so what we did was uh, double headers starting at six o'clock. 
and we turned the lights on and we put uh, uniforms on, scoreboard was on, umpires were here and um, just added a little bit of more pressure than just a normal scrimmage. So, uh, but yeah, it's the, the inner squads were uh, really competitive this year, you know, and uh, pitching did well one day and the hitting would, would catch up and hitting would be all right and the pitching would catch up. It's just, uh, you know, I, I tell the players it's, it's the best competition you're going to face all fall is, is your teammates. So, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, been really competitive. You know, it's been a long time since you guys have played a game. It's been a long time since umpires have actually been able to uh, – uh, to be at games as well. How were the umpires during the fall season, Coach? Next question. No, the umpires. They're, they're, and actually, we're we're very um, we're fortunate to have uh, you know college umpires come in, and they've been uh, they've been great. You know, that's the thing is, every umpire has their own um, their own I guess zone, strike zone at least, and so it's good to just. Uh, you know, I'm not out there calling from behind the, behind the pitcher. You know, they've got somebody behind there, and it's, it's official. The last podcast, Coach, I asked you how the freshmen were doing. Obviously, uh, not the you know ideal circumstances any freshman would want to have going into college. And you were mentioning last podcast how they've done a really great job of transitioning. I want to ask you this podcast about your upperclassmen and your seniors, because you're going into year three. You've had this core for a couple of years now. Uh just how much confidence do you have in them? What have you seen from the upperclassmen? And, and what's it like now being able to develop those relationships for a couple of years? Yeah, it's it's really important. You know, I this is the, uh, the longest. I mean, when I was at my last job, I was there for two years. And now I'm, I'm here for three. So I, I get to know these kids just just better, you know. And, and they're, they're, they're buying in. And they've always have bought in, but they, they know how what the expectations are now, and they know how to handle themselves. And uh, you know, if, if somebody slips up as an underclassman, they know how to handle that. And you know, they're just um, they're becoming more of an extension of me, which is uh, for, for me, I can I can pull back the reins of what I do. You know, it's just that's the one thing that coaches want is for their players to be autonomous and uh, be able to figure things out on their own. And, and the upperclassmen. They definitely do that. And I, I guess some of them are technically senior standing in school, but a lot of them are technically juniors and eligibility. So, you know, you're going to get to know a lot of that junior class in an extra year or so. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a, the, the extra year is huge. And that's that's for everybody, you know. So um, I don't know how I'm going to handle an extra year of Grace Chavez or Kelsey Bennett, but uh, I'll figure out how, you know, figure out how to do it. You know, but coach, one thing I saw from the last time we did a podcast to now actually off the softball field, I'm, I'm curious to, to ask about when the team got to have a, a bonding moment together and take a, what looked like a hike up the mountains with uh, Dr. B, Dr. Gary Bennett. What was that like uh, for the team? And just how important is it to have those moments? You mentioned, you know, with COVID and, and there being such limitations as to what you can do to have those moments outside of softball for the team to, to gel together. You have to have them. You know, you, you have to uh, just for team chemistry and um, and bonding reasons, you know, that your teammates have to you have to know each other. And so there's been just limited interactions. You can't just form those bonds during practice. You have to do them at other other stages in the day. And uh, the, um, the hike was uh, 
more strenuous for me than uh, <laughs> was led to believe. You know, Dr. B said, it's, it's an easy hike. And uh, I think me and Coach Gillis were huffing and puffing by the time we got up to the, uh, the peak. But it was it was awesome. You know, we ate dinner in front of the sunset and, uh, you know, just had a couple conversations. And uh, it, it was, uh, it's really important. And, and we meet with Dr. B once a week as a team. And uh, I, I just think it's invaluable. Describe the sunset, Coach. For those who have never hiked a mountain before in this area and seen the sunset, uh, how would you describe it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, it's just uh, you can't really describe it. You know, and that's the it's the first time I've been up there uh, since or just seeing a sunset, and uh, it was it was it was pretty unbelievable. Uh, it, you know, you bring up Dr. B. You said that he's invaluable. And I think about too, just how we've learned during this this time of, of COVID nineteen and quarantine, how important mental health is, and being you know making sure you're taking care of yourself. Just uh, Dr. B, has it been neat to see how the players have utilized him even more uh, during this time? And, and it just it feels like he really is a valuable part of your program, which you guys have. Yeah, he's a, he's a great resource for us. And, uh, I think our players, knock on wood, are doing pretty well mentally. Uh, but if they're not, he's, he's there and um, he's, a, he's an ear for them to bend, you know. So um, it's just a great, great resource to have. Well, again, we're so glad you could join us on this edition of the Hokie Softball Podcast. Evan Hughes here with Coach Demore. We're recapping the fall in a little bit. We're going to get the story time with Uncle Pete. Yes, daily art posts will be mentioned on this podcast, but... Uh, in just a moment, we're going to get to the recruiting class and the signees that you just signed um, in November. But, Coach, you know, looking ahead, Thanksgiving is coming up and then Christmas break and then the players come back in January. What do the next couple of months look like for the players when they go home and when they come back? Good question. You know, it, it's uh, we get the next week and, uh, and then we're off for basically two months, you know. <laughs> And uh, it's two months, and then we got about a month to get ready for our first games, and then uh, we're, we're uh, back at it. So I've always stressed, and usually it's about a month, month and a half, but two months, it's, it's, uh, it's a long time. So um, I think our players are, are motivated. Um, they know, uh, they can see how, how good their team week could be. And so for the next two months, it's going to be on them. It's on their shoulders to come back in shape and be ready to play from day one. So um, I'm going to tell them that. And, and when I say that to the players, they buy it. They buy it. You know, I'm not trying to just blow smoke. I just don't talk to talk. You know, that's not my style. Um, so and I'm going to tell them next week. It's it's uh, we got two months and uh, be ready when you get back. And we'll give them some some outlines of what they could do. Uh, uh, offensively, defensively, and, uh, and in the weight room. But, um, you know, it's on them because we're not there. We can't check on them, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. I, I believe you told me in a podcast around this time last year that as a coaching staff, it's pretty evident early who was doing what they needed to do and who was not doing what they needed to do over the break. Yeah, I've been at it long enough. You can tell. You can tell right away. Well, I know you don't like to look ahead, and I try not to ask questions that look ahead, but, Coach, uh, we've got a lot of softball fans who are excited for the season, and it's going to be here before you know it. Uh, any idea, just or just to your, you know, to you as well, the scheduling and what the season might look like. Any insight to that? Or are you taking it day by day and just waiting on that information? Day by day, it, it changes. It changes with the wind. 
you know, and um, see what the Ivy League did yesterday. We just don't know. And that's the thing is, uh, you know, you're preparing for something that's an unknown. So uh, let's just get better tomorrow and see what happens. So I, I don't know. Uh, the ACC hasn't come to us with a schedule or any of that. So um, we're, we're going to take it as uh, the schedule that was in place six months ago is what we're rolling with. And when they tell us to change it, we will, if they tell us. You know what's not an unknown? How good this recruiting class is for Virginia Tech. We transition on the Hokie Softball Podcast to look at the uh, the incoming class that Coach Demore and his staff signed. And, Coach, we're going to go through each individual player. And, you know, doing my prep on these players, of course, there's a lot that stands out about them as players. But it feels like, Coach, you've got a group of really good people who are going to fit in, not just to the softball culture, but the Virginia Tech culture and community as well. Yeah, they're, they're blue-collar, hard-working kids, uh, like to have fun. Um, but, yeah, they're, I, I think it's still – we're still under the radar. I mean, because it's Virginia Tech. I, I don't know what it is, but um, I think we were ranked maybe 49th or something this class. So, <laughs> it's unbelievable. We, we, we sit in the office and laugh about it. But uh, I, I, I know we're, we're way better than that. And, and rankings don't mean anything anyway. So, you, you know you know my philosophy on rankings. But um, – yeah, they're, they're, I'm excited about them. They're good kids. Uh, I'm just thankful that they, they chose VT. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and dive in and talk about some individual players. I want to start with Emma Lemley. Uh, she's a pitcher from Forest, Virginia. Uh, played for Stars Gold. She's a USSA All-American. She had a 20-strikeout game, a no-hitter, and a perfect game in her career. I'd say that's uh, that's pretty strong, as well as her .80 high school ERA. Uh, Coach, I could go on and on and talk about her credentials. What do you like about Emma Lemley? What does she bring to the table? Well, uh, she brings a lot to the table, including uh, a 68 mile an hour rise ball. So uh, I'll take that anytime. Um, she's an awesome kid, hard worker. She uh, She's unflappable on the mound. You know, she just um, goes about her business and um, really smart. I think she wants to be an engineer. So, um, yeah, she's, she's been a Hokie for a long time. Yeah, I, it's written in her bio, a simple engineer. And, and, Coach, I mean, don't get me wrong, being a student athlete, extremely hard, right? Balancing classwork and, uh, and, 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 of course, playing. But to be a civil engineer major and a Division One athlete, you just don't see that that often. No, you don't. It's, uh, I, I don't think I, – I don't know if I've seen many of those, maybe one or two in the 15 years I've coached. So, uh She's a smart kid. She went 113 and 20 in travel ball with Stars Gold and Coach going back to academics, graduating in the top three percent of her class. Yeah, yeah. She's. Uh, I might need a translator to talk to her because she's not going to understand anything I say, or I'm not going to say understand anything she says. But she's a sweet kid. You know, she's um, really humble. Uh, doesn't brag a lot, but uh, she got the potential to be really, really good. Um, and that's a common theme, by the way, going through all of these players individually. They get it done in the classroom, and a lot of them know what they want to do with their futures, which not a lot of people do in high school. Uh, so that's Emma Lemley, again, a pitcher from Forest, Virginia. Want to transition to Ari Wright, utility player from Canton, Georgia, played with the Georgia Impact. Uh, coach, she actually got to play softball this fall in Georgia. Her fall of 2020 stats, she had 519. 15 home runs, 11 doubles. 
And she wants to go into, when her playing days are over, she wants to go into cancer research, majoring in molecular biology. What can you tell us about Ari? Yeah, another smart kid, <laughs> man. But uh, funny story, uh, I knew about her at Kennesaw when she was really young. She was probably eighth grader. And we were watching a, a tournament and it was Doug's first time, Coach Art, his first time going out recruiting. And we were watching at Lost Mountain, which is a fairly famous um, uh, venue for travel ball. And she, she one hopped a 300 foot fence. And Doug looked at me and he's like, is that normal? I said, no, that's, that's not normal. So uh, she's got astronomical power, like just off. She, she's, she's Grace, Grace-esque, you know, how Grace just hits bombs and just get two feet off the ground and they, they go over the fence. But um, we had a, uh, for September 1st last year, we had a, uh, a home run derby at midnight. So at midnight we did this camp and it was midnight, and it was home run derby and, and, and the air was a little bit thick and, um, you know, kids just weren't putting balls out. We had a lot of good players there. And so I, I had Grace. I said, Grace, go hit some. See, see if it's just nobody can get it out. And Grace hit probably five or six or seven. I, she, she hit the ball out. And Ari came out and just hit probably like six or seven, you know, just hitting lasers. So uh, she's got uh, upper end power. And uh, she, swings, she swings it. That's a great story right there. And uh, I would love to hear more stories about you and Coach Gillis together on the road. I'm sure you guys have some great recruiting stories. We might have to save that for another story time with Uncle Pete. Yeah, yeah, save that one. Uh, but again, that's Ari Wright from Canton, Georgia. And again, uh, got to play in the fall of 2020. So um, again, we've recapped Emma Lemley, Ari Wright. We're going to continue to go over the recruiting class that Coach Demore and his staff signed. Let's transition to Allison Carter, another utility player. She's from Stafford, Virginia. And Nova played with the Virginia Unity where she hit 442 in her career. Coach, in her top 4% of her graduating class, another bright individual in Allison Carter. Yeah, Allison, she's another All three of those kids are, are really smart. Um, high motor, and, and I think she asked me that when I recruited her, her dad did, what, what made her stand out. And, uh, she, she plays center field and she just never stands still, you know, left-handed hitter, she's got power, she's got speed, she's got a really good arm. Uh, she's a five-tool player and um, works hard. Another one that's not very um, braggadocious, just goes out and does her business. So uh, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to her too. Transition to Katie Hopkins, infielder from Woodbridge, Virginia, played with Stars National. Uh, also played basketball in high school. She's going to major in childhood and pre-education and uh, might work in an elementary school one day, Coach. So, again, someone who knows exactly what she wants to do when she get here. What kind of person is Katie Hopkins? What kind of player is Katie Hopkins? Yeah, Katie's a really good kid. She's uh, she's pokey. I think her parents, or at least her dad, uh, went to Virginia Tech. Uh, Northern Virginia kid. Um, has some pop. Can play some good third base. And... Um, She's a, she's a hard worker, you know, and, and, and I, I, that was evident when I saw her play uh, for the first time. She just, uh, not, another kid doesn't like bang her chest, but she just goes about her business, you know, and, uh, you know, she'll fit right in. All right, so that's Katie Hopkins, a couple of other players in this uh, recruiting class. Rachel Castine, a utility player from Chesapeake, Virginia. Coach, played with the Orion Hunter Elite. Team captain in volleyball, 
basketball and softball in high school. Seems like you got a leader on your hands potentially in Rachel. Yeah, she is, and Rachel wants to win. You know, she's she's a she's a she doesn't like to lose, and uh, that's a, that's a big trait uh, for any player that comes in. But she's she's got that one. Um, saw her at our second camp that we ever did here it was in, uh, uh, right outside Williamsburg, and um, she was probably eighth grader, maybe going into ninth, and uh, just stood out. You know, plus arm, plus power. Uh, she's got good size, good hands, good feet. Um, you know, she can she can catch some, which she might be able to do here. Um, she made a play when I was watching her, when I was recruiting her. Uh, she caught a kid's stole and uh, she blocked the change up, picked the ball up and threw the kid out. And I was like, what was that? Because you don't see that very often. So and she didn't catch much, you know, that was probably like the second time she was ever behind the plate. And so, um, she, she's she's a gamer. She's she's a ball player. Lastly, Bree Peck, another utility player. She's from Royersford, Pennsylvania. Played with the Pennsylvania Strikers. Three home run game in her high school career, coach, as well as a perfect game in high school. So, uh, two memorable games. Uh, number twenty-two overall recruit uh, in the class of twenty twenty-one by Extra Inning Softball, and she wants to go into either coaching or teaching. Another bright individual. What are you getting in Bree Peck? Yeah, she's another gamer. You know, she's one of the uh, I would say one of the top athletes in this class uh, nationally. Um, I think her stats that we put on the release are uh, from last year, which I think she had a uh, cut short like everybody else's. But I think she hit close to 15, maybe 14, 15 home runs her junior year. I think she was Gatorade Player of the Year in Pennsylvania. Um, you know, just another, and I say this with all. Uh, Affection. Just a gym rat, you know, she just wants to go out and play. And uh, she makes plays uh, on the field, just athletic plays, you know, and um, she's, 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 uh, she's going to be a good one. Uh, I have to ask you, would you rather have a three home run game or throw a perfect game? What would you rather do, coach? Because that's what Bree Peck did in high school. Uh, perfect game, because that means all we got to score around to win. <laughs> but I'll take three home run games too. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, again, that is the recruiting class that you just signed. Again, a lot of bright individuals, a lot of players with a lot of credentials. And, you know, I love hearing these stories, Coach, that when you go on the recruiting trail and you remember these distinct moments about these players. As a coach, when you go and watch somebody, do you kind of know after watching a game or so, like, if they're that gym rat, that gamer, like, do you get that sense after a game or so, things that stick in the back of your mind? Yeah, you look for you look for things like that. Uh, do they walk to their position, or are they bouncy? Like I said about Allison, I mean she she's she's in the outfield pacing between pitches. You know, she just it's almost like you know, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me, you know. And and those are the kind of things you look for um, if you're timid and and um, you know looking around and you're slump slump shoulders. It's like you know because. We don't have the opportunity to watch these kids 30 times. We, we can't do that. And even now with, with the, the virtual recruiting, it's it's even more important to see just the intangibles. Um, and it's hard to see that on, on video. But thankfully, all these kids that, that signed this class, I have seen in person. So I'm um, fairly confident that, uh, that they'll end up being good players. Virtual recruiting, how would you describe that so far? Uh, mess. <laughs> no, I mean, we're all in the same boat, you know, and it's uh, just, 
it's not for me. I have to adapt to it. But you're talking about a camera that's on the backstop and it's not like you can see the center fielder. You can't see the left fielder. Um, you can barely see the shortstop. So you can, and I've said this a lot, and I probably said this in a, on a previous podcast, but uh, you can tell pitcher if they have swing and miss stuff, and you can you can see the catcher uh, throwing down, and you can see swings uh, and balance and those kind of things. But as far as uh, intangibles, it's really hard to see um, recruiting online. All right, for those that have anxiously been awaiting, I mean, through the great content that we just produced, saying, gosh, when is story time with Uncle Pete? Ladies and gentlemen, it is here. It is time for what we do on at, at the end of every Hokie softball podcast. After we talk softball, story time with Uncle Pete. This is where Coach Demore. we talk about his tweets, we talk about Coach Gillis, whatever is going on, whatever story that – and, you know, what I love, too, Coach, is even when we're talking softball, we still kind of have story time with Uncle Pete when you're sharing these stories of these players. And so uh, are you excited? Are you ready for this? Yeah, hit me. I have to a disclaimer. If, if people have waited so long for story time with Uncle Pete since our last podcast, you might have to set up an appointment with Dr. B because you might have something wrong with you. Hey, you know what? I, I put out a tweet before we recorded, and I said, get ready for a great podcast with, with Coach DeMore. And Jersey Hokie uh, responded on Twitter asking about daily art posts. And we spent a great deal of time talking about daily art posts last podcast. Coach, since we've recorded, and you've continued on your Twitter, uh, have you has, has Coach Gillis gotten any more fame? Are you his publicist? I mean... What's it been like over the last month or so with these daily art posts? Because you're getting quite the following. He hadn't changed a bit. He's not going to change. So, uh, yeah, he, he hasn't really caught me in the act of uh, sniping a picture of him. But uh, he almost caught me yesterday. Yeah. What are you doing? I, I think I took three or four of them yesterday. But, uh, no, it's – I think that's – why I do those is just to lighten the mood and, um, you know – there's a lot of coaches in the country that can tweet about John Wooden and uh, leadership principles, and that's all great stuff. But you go to those schools and, and you're treated like a piece of meat when you get to school. And when you come here, it's fun. It's, uh, you know, I'm the anti that, I guess. So I just like to have fun with it. And, um, you know, that's that's what our program is. It's, it's just, uh, just having fun and getting our work done when we need to. So. Uh, the daily art posts will continue, and um, yeah, we'll just keep rolling with it. And, and for those that are listening for the first time, daily art posts are pictures of pitching coach Doug Gillis uh, when he's not, when when he doesn't realize that Coach Demore's taking a picture of him, putting it on his Twitter account. And listen, I wrote down a couple of clever tweets that you've had, a couple of them that made me laugh really hard, and I'm going to share one of them that transitions to our next point of story time on the that made me spit out my water when I was prepping. I was laughing so hard. So a couple of things, a picture of, uh, of Coach Gillis, quote, you ate curly fries as an appetizer. Uh, he was surprised that people do that. Um, it, what was the context of that conversation there? Uh, Coach Stover went to, I think, the cellar a couple days ago and said he was, he's been on a bad streak of eating, Coach Stover. And he said, yeah, I had a, this is how bad it was. I had curly fries as an appetizer and uh daily art yeah you had curly fries come on 
So that that's what that was all about. I, I about spit my water out too. Uh, there's a picture of Coach Gillis with Eddie Money's daughter. Yeah. Can you explain that story? Yeah, we uh, in 2016 we had Super Regionals in Ann Arbor, and for I think 20 years in a row, Eddie Money opened up uh, DTE, which is in I think Clarkston, Michigan. So to open up the uh, the summer concert series in this this venue was Eddie Money over I think Memorial Day I believe, and uh, so. We had practice on, I think, Friday. And Friday night, we went to the Eddie concert. And so we went to the Eddie concert. And afterwards, Eddie signed an autographs. But his daughter is roaming the crowd. So Doug was, hey, there's Eddie's, Eddie's daughter. You, you've got to take a picture of me and her. And, her. and I did. And uh, I mean, that's a, probably a, as proud a moment. I mean, Keeley could be All-American this year. but. I think uh, it would have to go next to that picture. It's probably a poster in this, you know, in this living room. I'm really enjoying the impersonation of him. So I've got another quote. I'm gonna, okay, so to continue on the Daily Art Post, going through your Twitter, I'm gonna read a sentence that you said, and I need you to respond in the voice of Coach Gillis, okay? So you tweeted and you told Coach Gillis, I got another compliment on Daily Art yesterday. He said, how do people like it when they don't know what's going on? You got to read that sentence in his voice for me, Coach. Come on. How do people even know? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so he, so does he re not realize that these daily art posts are, are, I mean, just picking up steam all over social media? I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Uh, here is my favorite part. And so I'll translate. This is the best daily art post that I have seen in the last month. And made me spit out my water yesterday when I was prepping. I really, really did do that. I, I, I so we're going to talk about the team playing flag football, which yep. you were doing live tweets of and different videos of the team, a couple of touchdowns, a couple of plays um, that were out of bounds. I think Meredith Slaw had an interception. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Okay. But in the middle of Coach DeMore's live tweeting, he takes a picture of Coach Gillis standing by Beamer Way and says, Art Beamer. And I about lost it when you when you tweeted that. I mean, he did kind of resemble uh, Co Coach Beamer for a second. So in the flag football game, oh, Art didn't. Beamer. No. <laughs> he didn't have anything to do with any of it. But uh, I'm sorry, Coach Beamer. That's uh, <laughs> no. It was uh, it was just something that popped in my head. And, um, yeah, it was it was something. I don't know if he if he saw that one. Probably got. Uh, pass through i think that's the greatest daily art post ever just play after play after play and then a picture a random picture of coach gillis art beamer is the caption and it just made me laugh out loud so i had to share that with everybody okay so the team played flag football a couple weeks ago coach we've seen them i believe you guys have played some hockey inside before in the indoor facility you guys have a ping pong table you've mentioned before on different podcasts how you like to see the team compete in different sports Give us the assessment. Uh, how did the team do with flag football? Any future maybe flag football players on the on the roster right now? No, no, no future flag football players. They they take it serious, you know, and that's uh, that's what I want to see. That's uh, you know, Madison Roundtree, you know, give her the ball and let her run, and, and she almost crushed Darby and stuff. You know, it's just it's just fun to see them compete in 
sports other than softball because they're competitive they're competitive ladies you know they, they want to win and uh you know they were talking so much smack about stover because he threw too many interceptions you know come on you gotta throw better than that and uh it's crazy for flag football game it's okay give, give us the rundown who were the quarterbacks for this game it was it was coach stover versus coach lewis so and, they, and their teams and then they were, they were the quarterbacks who was the better quarterback coach uh, well, I mean, whoever won, so I think it's Lewis. But, I mean, I don't think Silver got much help. Uh, I, I really enjoyed seeing them. There were a couple of, of – you guys were in the outfield of Tech Softball Park, and uh, I don't know. I think when, when fans are allowed back, you guys might need to uh, to welcome the fans in the stands and, uh, you know, flag football afterwards. Here we go. Yeah. But it's uh, – there's some close calls, you know, with kids diving and – you know, bouncing their head off the ground and all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, but we came through injury free, so knock on wood. All right, here we go. Final section of story time with Uncle Pete. This was actually a recent tweet. Um, so, Country Boy Can Survive was playing in the indoor. And uh, you mentioned that Jamie Bailey and Meredith Slaw were, quote, tolerable singing the song. Yeah. But Chelsea Bennett was below tolerable, which got into a discussion between you and Whitney Showalter and Kelsey, which basically, I mean, her driving got called into question, her singing. What, what, what can you say about that thread? And, uh, you know, just it looks like you guys are singing along in the indoor to country. That's a good sign. Yeah, that's uh, there's been a lot of good music being played uh, on their own, which I uh, give my stamp of approval. But there's been a lot of... Um, there's a lot of Richard Petties on our team, you know, they just want to speed and, and uh, go get them girls, just don't get caught. So don't get in a wreck. So, but yeah, it's, uh, the music's been fine. The driving just needs a little bit of work. Yeah, so Kelsey Bennett proceeds to say something along the lines of, uh, she likes to be like Ricky Bobby, of course, referring to Ricky Bobby Talladega Nights. Um, and uh, and then you jump back in and said the uh, the Richard Petty. Very, very clever, very witty, and I applaud you for, uh, for that. Um, uh, last last one, bonus question. I had this written down as well. So every now and then I'm going through Twitter and, and I, I bookmark a tweet because I'm like, I need to bring this up on the next podcast. You showed a picture of the video board at Tech Softball Park uh, with, a, with a piece missing out because a ball hit part of the scoreboard. Who had that missile of a home run that took out a little piece of it? Yeah, we've had two so far. So the first one was Bennett. Uh, so she took one out. And then uh, one of our freshmen, Eddie Green, took one out last week. So that's pretty impressive. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a shot. Especially Eddie's left-handed, but Bennett's right. And uh, a right-handed home run opposite field over the scoreboard is a big deal. Um, that scoreboard's been there a long time. Um, we've uh, put a, quite a few dents in it this fall. So uh, it's been impressive. No, it really has been. And especially considering the fact there is a net in front of the scoreboard. So it's not like you can hit any part of it and make it dead. You got to you gotta hit it pretty precisely there to, uh, to put it that way. It says Tech, so Tech Softball Park, I believe, on it. And um, those are, are open open season. So if you hit one of those, it just shatters. It's like the natural, you know. So I probably dated myself on that one, too. I, I doubt any of our girls have ever seen the natural, but... Who knows? I have not seen the natural. Um, so I, I know, I know. Well, 
Coach, you know, listen, I'm going to throw one more in there because I, I was thinking about past questions we've done before. I'll throw one more in there. I, want, I think this will make you happy. It'll be a great play, uh, place to close the podcast. Christmas season is coming up and Christmas movie season is coming up. I know you have a holiday movie that you say is a Christmas movie. Give the uh, 30 second pitch to uh, Trains, Planes and Automobiles, I believe is the movie. Uh, I might have just messed up the title there, but uh, is it a Christmas movie? And for those who have not seen it before, give me the 30 second elevator pitch of why they should watch it this holiday season. Yeah, it's uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. And it's actually Thanksgiving to Christmas. It's actually a Thanksgiving movie, but it, it parlays itself all the way through uh, the season. And uh, it's it's almost like um, it's like me and you travel and somebody just annoys the crap out of you and you can't say anything, but then you just finally snap. So uh, <laughs> it's it was actually playing at the uh, at the Starlight about three three weeks ago, the drive-in. And so, uh, of course, I went to it, and um, I forced my wife to go, and uh, I watched it and stayed the whole time. So, um, it's a classic. Over, under, four and a half times you'll watch it from now to the New Year's. Over. Yeah. There you have it. There's the stamp of approval from Coach Samore. And the funny thing is, I, I laugh every time. I laugh at stuff every time. There's, there's, a, there's a, uh, a small part by Kevin Bacon. And I'm sure you know Kevin Bacon, um, and he and he gets in this like little dance thing, and it's it's unbelievable. And it's only like 10 seconds, but I laugh every time. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Evan, I've seen this movie three or four times a year since I was 18. So do the math, I'm 40 now. So uh, that's how many times I've probably seen this movie. And um, yeah, I laugh every time. So my wife kind of like she's over it now. She looked at me at the at the drive-in. She's like, you still think this movie's funny? And I'm, yeah, I do. So, never gets old. You know, good, good for Anna for being a trooper to go watch it with you again, you know, to drive it. So, uh, all right. Well, that'll just about wrap things up for us on this edition of the Hokie Softball Podcast. From the recruiting class to how things are going in the fall to movies to daily art posts and art beamer, that'll do it for another uh, terrific podcast. Coach, as always, we appreciate your time. We look forward to doing another one and uh, be well. We'll do it again soon. You got it. Thanks, Evan. All right, for Coach Demore, I'm Evan Hughes saying so long. Thanks so much to, for watching and listening to this episode of the Hokie Softball Podcast. Have a great holiday season. We'll talk to you soon.